إنك لا تهدي من أحببت ولكن الله يهدي من يشاء Assalamu alaikum wa John Fontaine just before we begin the podcast please make sure you click subscribe and also set your notifications and make sure you check out the earlier podcasts up to around 40 podcasts so far there's lots of podcasts there for you to benefit from make sure you check that out also if you can go to the John Fontaine YouTube channel as well click subscribe set your notifications and also enjoy the other videos there's a Thick of Love series, a series on Christianity, and other videos uh, regarding Dawah. Also, if you'd like to support the podcast by supporting us financially uh, with the equipment and the travel costs and the running costs, not just of the podcast, but also the other Dawah activities I'm involved in, please support on the Patreon account. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Hey, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi Welcome to the Young Smurfs podcast. I'm here with the biggest smirk from London, the Great Deception. Great Deception. <laughs> okay. The Great Deception, and what was even the sign of the hour? Yes. Adnan Rashid. Yes. <laughs> How you doing? We have to explain what that means. Okay. Very quickly, Go we on. had an event in Karachi, and it was called the Great Deception. Okay, it was about this, uh, the Day of Judgment and what they had was my picture on the poster and next to it the topic, the Great Deception. Yeah. It literally it, looked like the, the that design... I was the Great Deception. <laughs> it was funny. The, desi <laughs> you know, the, the designer in uh, Pakistan, yeah. mashallah, he, yeah. you know, it had the Great Deception, yeah. Adnan yeah. Rashid. I've seen a worse one, by the way. Yeah. Again from Karachi. Uh, again from Karachi. Yeah. Which uh, one? That was the Dajjal. Okay, and there was no, 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 no. There was, it, it was. I'm not going to name the organization, the yeah. institution. They were doing a course on Dajjal, right? Yeah. They had the picture of the sheikh, yeah. who was going to teach the course, and next to him, Dajjal. <laughs> of course, I understand what they mean. Yeah, it's a topic. Dajjal is the topic, and the sheikh is going to deliver it. But it looks like that as if he's the Audhu <laughs> Billah, you know. Yeah. So Adnan, Subhanallah. I've known you for a long time now. Alhamdulillah. Uh, and you know, I've got a lot of respect for you, you know, for mashallah. I believe that you were a big part of uh, bringing me into da'wah um, and nurturing the younger generation. Um, you know, this is something that you actually got a lot of, I think a lot of people would disagree with you on that when you first started doing that, thinking, you know, why are you taking a bunch of newly practicing or converts or whatever, you know, you had me, the likes of me, Ali Dawa, Musa, yeah. you know, others, you know, you took us to like Africa, you took us to Pakistan. You seen that there was something in us when yes. we were young. Yes. You know, this is like 10 years ago, mm. we, we were talking, eight, mm. maybe eight, nine, yeah. you know. And uh, I remember um, I contacted you because obviously I found Islam in Africa. And one thing I was shocked about because obviously you're from Pakistan but you have a love for Africa and that's something I had so much respect for because that's not something uh, necessarily Pakistans are very known, necessarily known for working in Africa, yeah. right? Mm. You know, because why would anyone work in Africa? Yeah. But you had a, an actual uh, love for Africa yeah. and I know you actually went through trials as well and, and because you was, you know, you wanted to work in Africa yeah. and you actually set up at the time, you set up your own organization, Convivencia, yeah. uh, Hitting Institute, yeah. you know, and um, so yeah, I just wanted to get you on the podcast mm -hmm. first um, 
can you just tell us a bit about yourself? I mean, you were, you know, you come from a family, a, a Muslim family, I've seen, you know. Yeah, I that. come, Alhamdulillah, Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen, Salatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah, Mabad. I come from a scholarly family. Um, my great-grandfather was a scholar, his father, and then his father. Almost five to six, uh, six, five to six generations, they were all scholars. They had memorized the Quran. They were political activists. They were involved in the political movement called the independence movement in India at the time. Uh, they struggled against the Sikh rule in the Punjab region. They also struggled against the British colonial rule in India. Uh, at times they faced many difficulties. At the same time they continued with this, uh, their pursuit of knowledge and wisdom. They studied many uh, important texts from the Islamic civilization, uh, commentaries of the Quran and they took ijazat, certificates and hadiths from major authorities alive at the time. So Alhamdulillah, I have something to look up to, uh, looking behind me, when it comes to my ancestors. But that doesn't mean I have a certificate to Jannah. No. Uh, or that doesn't mean they're definitely going to Jannah. We pray no. for them. No. May Allah accept their sacrifices Amen. Amen. and may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, bless us with, his, with their virtues. Mm. And may Allah Amen. forgive Amen. their mistakes and their errors. Uh, so I have to do my own thing. I have to really yeah. work hard uh, to possibly do justice to the legacy yeah. and to leave a legacy of my own behind for my progeny, for my children, for my descendants, so that they can look back and say, okay, hold on, this was, um, this was a process that ne ne never really got broken. Mm. You know, it mm -hmm. continued yeah. generation after generation. Maybe there was a break of two or three generations, yeah. but then it continued. So I really have this advice for my descendants. Mm. If they ever see this interview mm -hmm. in, the coming generation, maybe, years, maybe yeah. 50 years, 100 yeah. years from now, my advice is to stick to Islam, yeah. stick to the Quran, yeah. stick to the Sunnah, be sincere, mm. live simple lives, mm. and live a purposeful life. And the best thing you can do in your life is da'wah fi sabilillah, call people to Allah, because Allah is the creator. He's mm. the most important entity. Nothing else matters in this life. And once you do that, you will be successful not only here, you will be successful in the hereafter as well. This is my so, yeah. basic advice yeah. to my descendants, to my progeny. Oh, SubhanAllah. Yeah. You know, um, my early, early memories of you, SubhanAllah, before I knew you, I used to see you in Hyde Park. Before, like, this recent kind of, you know, it went kind of a lot more famous than it was. You know, you were debating Christians and different people. And I was very inspired by, you know, a lot of your research and things like that. And uh, you know, I start. I was doing dawah like privately and things like that. But you kind of invited me at the time. You invited me. Uh, first of all, we went to Malawi, if I'm not mistaken. No, we went to um, Tanzania mm -hmm. first. Mm -hmm. We went to Zanzibar. Right. Me, you, and Melo. And then we joined the brothers in Malawi. Do you remember that? Yes, I, we, I can. Yes, it was, was, it was about seven years ago. About seven years yes, ago. Yeah, that was, that was yeah. like the first. Mm international trip we mm. went on Mashallah, you invited mm. me there and mm. I think you just kind of took a bunch of young brothers yeah. who obviously we, was keen mm. in the deen but we needed kind of yeah. directing, yeah. nurturing mm. and you know you would give us like lessons, you would you know uh, teach us hadith, you know little bits of reminders here and there, yeah. pulling us up when we were wrong, many times when we were wrong, mm. sometimes with gentleness, sometimes with 
Yeah. You were a bit rough with us sometimes. It was, of course. It, it was a learning <laughs> experience for all of us. We all, yeah, all yeah. made mistakes and uh, we all learned so much. Yeah. And it is because of those experiences yeah, we yeah. had, uh, we are doing whatever we are doing today, merely except from us, I mean, you know. I mean, I mean. Uh, it's because of those experiences. Mm. And we have learned so much. That, that time, that period was gold. Yeah. It was golden. It, it was a golden so, age for us, was, all of was, us, we, because we were growing in Dawa, yeah. we were experiencing new things, we went out there, we talked to people, yeah. it brings confidence to the youngsters who are watching yeah. online and offline. Uh, it was a good experience for people like yourself yeah. and other uh, reverts who came with us. And I have a balanced view on Dawa. Yeah. Some people think that, you know, people who are new to Islam, they shouldn't do Dawa at all. And some people uh, have this view that they should be teaching everything. No, mm. I have a balanced view. My view is that people who come to Islam uh, in order to keep the Islam healthy, in order to keep the Iman high, mm. they have to get involved in some sort of Dawah activity. Yeah. They really have to share the mm. beauty of Islam with others. Mm. To okay? have some sort but of project, like something exactly. working for Islam. Yeah? Exactly. Yeah. But at the same time, they must stop uh, when it comes to complicated uh, questions of theology, for example, advanced stuff. Uh, having said that, it doesn't mean that they cannot talk about Islam. Absolutely. Brothers who are new to Islam, they must talk of Allah, they must talk about the Prophet, why he is a Prophet, why Allah exists, why do we have to worship Allah, why do we have to believe in a Prophet called Muhammad in, uh, who was born in 7th century Arabia, uh, and why uh, we must follow him. All these things are very important. But as we grow with our knowledge, we share, mm. okay? So I have seen many brothers who get involved in Dawah and they are new and they're very energetic, okay? I've seen, I mean, I was like that myself. Mm. I mean, when I started Dawah uh, nearly 20 years ago, okay? I was very, uh, how can I put it? Um, um, I was too enthusiastic, too yeah. a fault. Yeah. You know, at times I would make major blunders, major errors. For example, I would go to a mosque and I would see a little thing and I would start making noise that how yeah, can yeah. you go against Islam? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What I didn't realize at the time that these guys, some of these people have been in Islam for the for the last 20, 30 years. And I've just been born into Islam yeah. and I'm coming and telling everyone change everything because it doesn't really fit into my Islam. Yeah, yeah. Okay, And my Islam was like five months old, yeah, six yeah. months old, a year old or two years old. This is where the problems kick in. They start to happen. When you start to think that, you know what, Islam is what I think it is. No, we really have to humble ourselves. We have to learn for a very long period, go through classical texts, understand the core, the essence of Islam, and then we will start to get more tolerance. We will become more tolerant, uh, even towards people we don't agree with. But we will see that you know, these people, they have their own experience, yeah. they have their own uh, study of Islam, they have their own, what we call tajruba, basically, yeah, mm. in Islam. So, we can disagree, mm. but it has to be done with due Islamic principles, yeah. right? So, I have this balanced view mm. that uh, not every da'ya yeah. who calls to Allah has to be a scholar of Islam. It doesn't have to be a mufti, allama, shaykh al-Islam or anything like that, or even shaykh al-Hadith. Mm. You don't even have to memorize all of the Quran or memorize uh, all the reports from the Prophet or even, uh, you know, few. Mm -hmm. I'm saying uh, you don't have to be that. At the same time, 
someone who is a da'iyah and he puts himself in a place where he, he can now give lectures on usul uh, al-hadith, mm. okay, or usul al-tafsir, for example, mm. or complicated issues of mm. theology like fiqh. Yeah. This balance has to be struck. You have to know your and position. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Even this, this yeah. goes for myself yeah. before anyone else. Yeah. I don't like to step into areas where, mm. you know, I start to face uh, criticism because I haven't really studied mm. in depth. This is something I advise uh, all the brothers. And mm. alhamdulillah, brothers are very, you know, mashallah, most brothers are sincere. Mm. They listen. They know their place. You mentioned some names like people like Ali Dawa. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He was at times yeah. talking about things and we advised yeah. him, mashallah. He was brand new to yeah. Islam. I remember yeah. when, when, yeah. I, when I first came, yeah. Ali Dawa was brand new to Islam. Yeah. I was, I was, I'd been a Muslim a couple of years, but mm. I'd not really, I didn't know much about Islam. Yeah. You know, it was when I met you, mm. you kind of realized and established that, look, you need to study more, you need yeah. to read more, yes. learn more, because I was fresh as a new Muslim but I'd not really had any like kind of true kind of teaching. Yeah. You know, I didn't really have a, a proper teacher. No, you, you, you know? have done quite well, yeah. mashallah. You know, I've seen your development through yeah. all these years and you've written booklets, you have worked hard towards building upon your... And you've, yeah. and you've written reputation. <laughs> no, no, this, this, discussions, <laughs> look, joking, discussions always happen. Yeah. No, we but, agree, but, disagree at the, yeah. at the same time. But well, what I, really I matters is our struggle. Lane, yeah. The thing with me, yeah. I, I try we, we, to... We all yeah. must. Yeah. This yeah. is a must yeah. for yeah. all of us. Myself, yeah. Yeah. myself, primarily before anyone yeah. else, yeah. myself, yeah, definitely. I need to stay in my lane. Yeah, yeah. I need to know my limits. Yeah. I need to know what I can do and what I can't do. Yeah. Okay? I mean, I just try and focus yeah. on the basic yeah. that way. 100%. That. And that's the best way to go. Yeah. Uh, for people like us, we must stick to the basics. Yeah. Unless we are confident enough in yeah. a field that we can speak on it. I mean, right? of course, yeah. you, you've, you've uh, studied extensively. I mean, you're a historian. They yeah. say this is your topic. You know, this, is, this is a topic. Well, I'm still a student, yes. Yeah. And I, I don't feel confident mm. about uh, all the history of humanity? Mm. No, I don't. Absolutely mm. not. Can I speak on Greek history? No, mm. I can't. Can I speak on Roman history? No, mm. I can't. I mean, I know, but you know, what I know the yeah. main dynasties and yeah. the emperors and their yeah. deeds, but do I know the details? Yeah. No. Okay. So likewise, even within the history of Islam, which I have studied yeah. somewhat, uh, I don't know everything. Mm. No, that's 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 the wrong assumption to have. Just because someone mm. is a historian, mm. he has the word historian uh, next to his name. Mm means that he has to have all the answers. No, that's, uh, that's a very uh, uh, incorrect way of looking at things. Rather, mm. even historians have their uh, avenues. For example, mm. I like to study and talk on the history of Islam in India, the yeah. Indian subcontinent, some, yeah. some of the Middle East, early Islam as, as well. For example, the first century of Islam, I've studied it somewhat. Mm. I'd like to talk about that. Mm. Okay, maybe the early church, the mm. history of uh, Christianity when yeah. it comes to the first three centuries I can you know I f feel confident enough mm. to talk about that um, mm. so other than that you know everyone yeah. has to choose an area and mm. focus on that mm. yeah subhanAllah you know um, you actually had you actually said something in a, in a Hyde Park video a long old one a fuzzy one mm. before HD mm. and you said that every Muslim should have a library Yes. And from this moment, mm. you know, I started collecting books. Alhamdulillah. Because of you, subhanAllah. I'm so happy to hear that. And I, I just thought, you know what, he's right. Like, you know, and I just thought, and it, you know, I've got books everywhere, you know. I don't, yeah. I've not read them all, but yeah. it's like, you know, you think you need to get around to reading. Of course, I've read a lot more. But the point is that 
and I've, I've been to your house. I've been mm. to your, you know, your house in the UK. I've been mm. to fam your family, your library in, mm. in Pakistan. Yeah. And I've never seen so many books. And I'm not mm. just talking about books. I'm talking mm. about mm. antique books. Yeah. Like, I was shocked, you know, mm. you, you're literally being a part of that, like, preservation of, of the Islamic history. Yes. Yes. You know, you have coins, mm. you have books. Tell us a bit about how this started. Uh, Brother John, as you, I mean, rightly pointed out that I talked about this um, issue, this problem we have, uh, the booklessness. Mm. I call it the Muslim dilemma of booklessness. We were the most bookly people in the world, mm. the Muslims. Mm. Once upon a time, our civilization depended on books. Yeah. We are from a book. Yeah. We are Muslims because of a book, the Quran. Quran is a text, it mm. is a book which was revealed upon the Prophet. And the first command from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mm. for the Muslim Ummah in the Quran is read, mm. Iqra, Bismi Khalaq. read in the name of your Lord. Okay. So how can we, the Muslims, be the most uneducated, illiterate people on the uh, uh, on the planet? This doesn't mm. make sense. Not that I'm not that we are, yeah, yeah. but we can't even imagine yeah. that. We are the last mm. people on the planet to be in that state where our children are, you know, uh, they are uh, performing, underperforming, for yeah. example. They're yeah. not the, the best educators, they're not the best lecturers. Uh, maybe there are exceptions, mm. of course. I know there are exceptions mm. in all Muslim yeah. countries and beyond, right? But well, it's not like but it was we, in history, We don't really yeah. need the field mm. of education anymore like mm. we did for over a thousand years. Look. The best libraries in the world, the largest mm. libraries in the world, were in the Muslim world. Mm. Cordoba, yeah. Damascus. Timbuktu. Uh, Timbuktu mm. was relatively mm. humble in comparison to Baghdad. Okay, yeah. Baghdad, the Mongols, what they burnt and destroyed in the river, only Allah knows what we lost there. You cannot imagine, Brother John, what we lost in that particular library. Can you imagine all the manuscripts of the Quran from the 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th century? We lost there. Can you imagine all the manuscripts of Bukhari, Muslim, books on philosophy, science, astronomy, uh, hadith, uh, commentaries on the Quran mm. and uh, the poetry of the pre-Islamic era, medicine, you name yeah. every single field. Mm. Muslims were book crazy. They were book maniacs. Mm. Okay, they were bibliomanes. Mm. Okay. And unfortunately, after this destruction, we kind of drifted away from this tradition of keeping books, book production, book binding, book mm. collecting, book writing, mm. book authoring, all these things, we had pioneered mm. all these things. And what's the evidence? The evidence is the record of our libraries. Yeah. You know, Hakam II, one of the Umayyad caliphs in, mm. uh, in Spain, mm. he had a library of 400,000 volumes. This is when there is no printing press, by the way. Every all single, handwritten. all handwritten, all collected from around the world. He had agents working in places like Baghdad and Damascus and Aleppo where scribes would be writing books and these agents would specifically buy books for him and send them to Cordoba, mm. to Spain. Mm. And f 44 volumes alone catalogued uh, the names of the books. Just, for, just, just the, the names, just the catalog was 44 volumes. Subhanallah. 400,000 volumes. And not even 10% of that survives today because wars, political turmoil, mm. you know, when Spain was lost, 
all of this was lost with the, with the loss of land, unfortunately. Yeah. And finally, the Library of Granada. So you can see how passionate I feel about this definitely, topic. Definitely. I really feel strongly about this, mm. that, that we the Muslims have criminally neglected mm. the knowledge of our civilization and the reasons why that civilization was so great. Do you, do you think this is the key to actually regaining our Islam? 100%. Mm. 100% we need to become uh, bookly as we were mm. for over a thousand years in the past. Mm. Right? We still have manuscripts. I mean, you've seen my manuscripts, some of them, yeah. right? I can't explain to yeah. anyone at home, you have to realize that it's, your, your house is literally full of books. Yes. There's nowhere else. Yeah. To, it's to, crazy. You to the detriment to, to of... To the extent uh, that, yeah, yeah. like, literally, you, you have them up yeah. your stairs. Yeah. I'm sorry to describe yeah, your house. Yeah, I know yeah, this yeah. is... Yeah, 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 but yeah. I know you wouldn't mind. That's but, the way it is, yes. I know mm. you're not supposed to, but mm. I'm just saying there's literally books and books yeah. and books everywhere, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, subhanAllah, because, you know, you, you, and I've been to a few... Um, I've travelled with you. I remember going to Peshawar. Uh, we went to Peshawar, you wanted to buy some antiques, yeah. uh, you know, you bought... A, then we had to hide you under a, under a baton yeah, hat. I had a baton yeah. hat and, and uh, literally we're walking through the Peshawar market. It's yeah. not the safest place, but you know, you wanted to view some coins, yeah. some manuscripts. Uh, we went to some antiques in, in London. I've been, I've been all over with you and yeah. um, to see, subhanAllah, that love for the preservation of, of Islam. Heritage. And yes. the heritage. The, look, this is our heritage. Know. I believe we must yeah. Invo get involved in preserving our, her our heritage. We yeah. have to protect our heritage because yeah. with this heritage is attached yeah. our sense of identity. Yeah. You lose your history, you lose your identity. Yeah. And once you lose your identity, you have nothing to look up to. Yeah. You don't have any, uh, any legacy to claim. You don't have anything to be proud of. You yeah. know, the reason we today, the Muslims, can speak about our poets, our philosophers, mm. our thinkers, our Ghazalis and Ibn Taymiyyahs mm. and our Ibn al-Wardis and, you know, mm. all uh, the maybe Ghalibs and Hafiz mm. al-Shirazi, mm. Persian, Urdu and Arabic poets and all of that mm. and beyond and all our people is because we possess their legacy mm. in the form of manuscripts. And they're being destroyed systematically, by the way, mm. just because we have neglected that. So I'm doing my part mm. to my... Uh, to the best of my ability mm. to protect as much as I can. Yeah. Okay, at times I've been with my Indiana Jones hat on, you know, you, yeah, yeah. you've been to some of those yeah. journeys with me. Yeah, yeah. The, the purpose is, bring, bringing it back to the main issue, mm. the purpose is to leave this heritage behind mm. for our progeny, for mm. our uh, ummah, the youngsters, yeah. for Thinking them to take the inspiration. Yeah, so. for them to take yeah. inspiration. And I really love mm. this idea in Australia. I came across it. It's called the Islamic Britain of uh, sorry, the Islamic Museum of Australia. It's in mm. Melbourne. Mm. Uh, we the Muslims, you know, we have built thousands of masajid, which mm. is fine. Alhamdulillah, masajid are blessed places where we pray. Mm. But do we need any more? Yeah. What we need is we need more museums. Sure. Of Islamic heritage, we need more institutions where mm. we can actually teach our mm. children specifically about the civilization yeah. of Islam, because this is yeah. where we are getting mm. really badly yeah. hit, because we are completely mm. unaware yeah. what happened before us. Yeah. I want to ask you, what what is the most obviously aside from you know the the Quran and the Hadith, what is the most important book in your collection? What would you say that this is one book which you know? If you had to protect one book out of your whole collection, this is the one. To be honest with you, there is only one manuscript in the world. Mm. 
let me explain mm. that um, a bit further. When you have a manuscript in your hand, handwritten copy mm. of any particular text, right? That is the only copy in the world. Mm. It is unique. Um, you know why? Because that particular copy was written by a particular person mm. at a particular time in a particular place. Um, it has its own unique history. You may open a text which may not be highly uh, attractive for you, for example, mm. or for me, mm. but the fact that it was written by a person, let's say five centuries ago, in a village in India, and he puts down the date and the place and the, the reigning ruler, the name of the ruler, mm. that I wrote this book in such and such place mm. at the time when uh, emperor so-and-so was, uh, was ruling. You know, that manuscript is the only one in the world. Mm. Although you may have other copies of the same text, but that particular manuscript is the only manuscript in the world. Like that, for that reason, I believe uh, each and every single book mm. and manuscript is unique. But if, if you were to ask me my favorites in my personal library, mm. I would say there are a few. I have uh, a manuscript of Fatul Bari, which is a very yeah. special manuscript. It's very close to my heart. We discovered it recently in our ancestral library. Uh, it, it is incomplete from both ends, mm. right? The, the beginning is incomplete and mm. the end is also incomplete. Uh, and it is amazingly Kitabul Jihad. Kitabul Jihad of Sahil Bukhari and mm. the commentary of Ibn al Hajar al Asqalani. Mm. And it is almost 600 years old. Very close to the actual period, the actual time of Ibn al Hajar al Asqalani. Does this come from India? Where, where, where uh, is it, I, from? it, it was found in our ancestor, my, my yeah. ancestor library. My ancestors acquired it. Mm. Where it came from, I have no idea. Obviously, the, my ancestors had been mm. collecting for the last best part of the last two centuries. Mm. And of course, uh, this is such an yeah. important book because yeah. this is an explanation yes. of the second most important book in Bukhari. Ab yeah. Absolutely. And, and uh, I have manuscripts it's of Bukhari. so close to the time of Ibn Hajar. And yes, yes. And that's one of the special manuscripts I have in my collection. There are others, for example, manuscripts with... Uh, uh, in the handwriting of people who were very famous and mm. they were known at the time, you know, scholars, yeah. uh, they are actually autograph, uh, they're, they're actual copies written mm. in their own hands. We have yeah. many examples of that. I mean, I've yeah. seen some, some, some that your father collected when we were there. I remember uh, him showing me like Qur'ans with gold and beautiful yeah. writing yeah. and different, all different types of tafsir mm. here and this there. And, mm beautiful uh, works of art because like you said we're talking we're not talking about printed books here yes we're talking about the majority of your library is actual manuscripts yes you know the, the the amount of time and patience you know i was i was actually i sometimes contemplate you i know you you currently uh, i think you've just finished your studying right yes yeah, my, yeah i'm still yeah. continuing can you imagine yeah. doing that without a computer no <laughs> it's, it's crazy, isn't yeah, it? Like yeah, when yeah. you think, just even just writing yes, a letter. Imagine writing a letter to somebody. Yeah. You might, you know, the way we type and write mm. these days, mm. we delete, we, we delete a word, we change a word, we copy and paste. We like, you know, we. How many people can actually write a letter these days without no. mistakes? Yes. With with a pen. Most people cannot write no. in the hand. It's they cannot difficult. because we have stopped you know, doing that. Yeah. And you know, to use Isaac but Newton's words. Writing books and books yeah. yes. like that, and you know. SubhanAllah. What it's, people don't uh, realize are the dynamics of mm. book production mm. throughout the Muslim civilization. Mm. People think that you pick up a manuscript and you can flick through it mm. and it's just a matter of, you know, being impressed by, okay, amazing. But mm. think of the man who wrote that entire manuscript page by page. Mm. 
it took them a long time to do it. You know, we had scholars who were professionally mm. scribes. Yeah. They would make money from scribing books. Mm. And, and, and when they had time left, they would study. Mullah Ali Kari, mm. for example. Mm. Mullah Ali Kari uh, was a great scholar in the 10th century Hijri in Mecca. Uh, he was a scribe by profession. Mm. He would write one Quran. It would take him a year to copy or mm. to, to transcribe this entire the whole, the manuscript. Whole, yeah. And at the end of the year, he would, he would give it away for some hadiyah, mm. maybe 10 dinars or I don't know the actual yeah. price at that time. Mm. And then he would live on that money for the rest of the year, writing mm. another Quran while he's studying mm. uh, Quran and hadith and commentaries. Mm. And he was a great scholar of Islam. If you read his uh, works, they are amazing. So there are so many examples like that. So mm. book, book production was a phenomenon, mm. you know, and this, these are the things we need to really mm. study. Yeah. We need to teach our children. You know, mm. I want to move on to yeah. just briefly, because uh, mm. I want to know why, why, why do you have such a love for Africa specifically in Dawa? I believe Africa is one of the most productive regions uh, when it comes to results. It is one of the most receptive continents in the world when it comes to Dawa. People accept Islam literally by you talking to them. When you talk to them, uh, they will not reject your message. They will actually accept it immediately. They will not say anything. Uh, they will not argue with you. They will not um, reject the message of Islam. They will always appreciate uh, the goodness of the message. And I have experienced this firsthand and so yeah. have you. I'm pretty yeah. sure. You just have to be there yeah. and people will accept Islam. Yeah. So I think it's, it's one of the most receptive mm. uh, continents. Islam makes sense to them. Yeah. It, it, as they say, clicks with the mm. fitra. You understand? Yeah. Other faiths which were imposed upon them and were brought to them mm. by whoever, for example, colonial mm. powers, they have not accepted those faiths. Mm. Okay? Rationally, so, those yeah. things do not make sense to yeah, them. Yeah. If you speak to them about those faiths, mm. firstly, they don't understand, they don't understand it. Mm. Okay? And if they understand it, they don't accept it. Mm. You, you ask them, uh, basic questions about, for example, mm. that faith, and they will say Christianity, for example, mm. because a, lo a lot of these people became Christian after colonial mm. yeah. occupation of Af Africa, and missionaries went in with colonial administration mm. and they preached to these people, and uh, by schooling and medical help, mm. a lot of people converted. But if you ask them today, any random African walking on the street mm. in sub Saharan Africa, I'm saying any. Yeah. You ask them, do, do you believe Jesus is God? They will say no. Yeah, it's true, it's true. They will say no. Yeah. And I've done this many yeah. times. Yeah. Why? Because yeah. it doesn't make sense to them. How can be a man, God, how can be a man, yeah. you know, be God? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. This is why Islam makes a lot of sense to them yeah. and they accept it. So it's receptive. Oh. I believe Africa is the place to go. Mm. And uh, we, we should, we must mm. put a lot of effort into Africa. And inshallah, things will change. Inshallah. Yeah. Just before we finish, have you got any final bits of advice to... I think we've spoken about so many interesting things and it's always nice meeting you, Brother John. Thank you so no, much no, for no. this invitation uh, no. for Young Smirk's podcast. I invite everyone to watch Brother John's content. It's amazing. Alhamdulillah, we love him for the sake of Allah. You know, me and, and Adnan, we... we uh, I, I, I um, have a lot of respect for you. you know? Alhamdulillah. I, 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 and likewise. Um, I have the respect for you like an older brother, 
but I treat you like like we like we twins. We fight. Yes. We fight. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. It's, it's, it's healthy. It's good. It's but, good. But, but, but the but, point but, is, the we is, never. But I show we, respect. Yes. Come on, we I never mean, let this get to no, our. Not you know, at all. Not we, at all. When we meet. Yeah. We, you come to my exactly. house, you stay with exactly. me, you exactly. sleep You sleep exactly. at my place then and then we go out. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And it's, and it's for the sake of Allah, you know that absolutely. there's no ill kind of feelings never. behind it at never. all. Alhamdulillah, never. I always try to show respect yeah. and, you know, and I really appreciate, you know, yeah. um, uh, that definite uh, uh, positive kind of nurturing, I would say, of, of the youth and giving us the time uh, for that. And people shouldn't forget that. Hmm. You know, you should you should always be grateful to the people that helped you find Islam and helped you find the truth yes you know it doesn't matter who they are mm. what sect they are even yes. even if they you have you have to have respect 100%. for people that teach you your 100%. teachers you know? yes man uh, yeah. the one who does not thank people cannot thank yeah. Allah yeah. so we have to thank people mm. for whatever little favors they have done mm. to us and uh, in thanking them we are thanking Allah mm. And that includes our parents, yeah. our families, yeah. everyone. And, and, and yeah. you know, you, you you know, I've stayed in your house. I've met your father and your family, and uh, you know, you've always uh, you know treated me in, with good manners. You know, you know, especially as a gora. You know, you know. My father actually still some, asks me about you. <laughs> when is he coming back? <laughs> yeah, my John's been to I, my house in Pakistan, yeah. and he loved it. And yeah, he went, he went everywhere, you know, having all the street food, you know, all the crazy stuff. And I was watching it, and you know, I was thinking, how is this guy eating all this and he's still surviving? <laughs> Miyanji ki dal. You remember that? Yeah. yeah you know, when yeah. we had the dal yeah, in, yeah, on, on, on on the GT road yeah, yeah. on GT, the way to Lahore. GT road. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was that was. Sure. I didn't that, touch and, that food. And that was the real one. Yeah. I'm just like. And also, and the, I was really surprised yeah, that you being from Britain. No, I love it. Yeah. I, I, I'm telling you, I'm telling the people at home, right? And I don't know why Pakistanis are living here. Go back home. Seriously. What are you doing they, they here, don't, man? They don't know. They don't know. And unfortunately, then, they treated, they treated like second-class citizens here. Hmm. And most Pakistanis here, they have a house back home. Yeah. They have a family home. It, to, to, it, to be fair, what do you think? To be fair, it is self-inflicted somewhat. This hmm. country has given a lot. Yeah. to the Muslims. Okay, yeah. we have to be thankful. We have yeah. to give credit where it's due. Of course, yeah. there are problems. We know yeah. there are problems. There are problems in every society. But living in Britain as Muslims, we have very little to complain about. Mm -hmm. Okay, apart from the, the foreign policy. I don't want yeah. to get into yeah. that. But, you know, generally, yeah. uh, we, we are treated well. Alhamdulillah, we have freedom here. We can educate ourselves. Mm -hmm. No one is stopping us from going to the university. Yeah. Yeah. No one is stopping us from establishing a museum or mm. from establishing mosques, mm. okay? Uh, so well, far, so good, right? So, yeah. there are issues. Well, that being yeah. said, yeah. Pakistan yeah. is an amazing place. Absolutely. Right? No, and, yeah. and, and subhanAllah, there's so much to do. There's, you know, you can live in, in Islamabad, Lahore, Karachi. Beautiful yeah. places, yes. beautiful people. A lot of culture, a lot of, you know, excitement. People and every are, city is like a different yeah. country almost. Yeah. You yes. know, so different cultures, yeah. different If people. you move from Peshawar to Karachi, you Beautiful. think it's a different country. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it's, it's, it's a completely different country. Do you remember when we, we, uh, we stopped at a service station uh, on the way from Peshawar? Yes. I went to pray. I, I heard it and I went to pray. And I obviously I'm combining my salah because yes. I'm, I'm <laughs> yes, I, 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 I don't know. I wasn't clued up on my Hanafi fiqh, right? Yes. So uh, I, I started praying behind them for Maghrib, yeah. right? And then I said to the uncles, are, are you traveling? Because we're in a service station, right? Yes. He said, yes. Yeah. So I said, you know, leave this. Uh, 
And he said, no, no, you. So I started praying to Raka for Isha. Without telling them. Without telling them. <laughs> These uncles got up, left. Yeah. Another coach load of uncles come yeah. and started praying Maghrib behind me. Yes. So I only prayed two Raka, right? Yeah. And you did Salam. Next thing, yeah, and then they're like, he's a Kafir, he doesn't know. Because at the time there'd been a, a white man who'd, an undercover, right? Yes. In Peshawar. Yeah, there was, there was some controversy some, going yeah. on because of some. And so they thought, yeah. this guy is a, like a. Anyway, I, I ran to you guys. It was uh, Dr. Osman Latif. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, Musa was with us. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I said, come on, we had to go. We got in the car and we went. And then uh, some brothers uh, contacted me, uh, Pakistani brothers. They um, contacted me on Facebook. They said, look, we recognized you. Yeah. And uh, we managed to calm all the brothers down. And yeah. we told them, Zaki and I said, it's okay to pray like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, subhanAllah, you have to know your fiqh you yes. know, when you travel. Absolutely. You don't want to get in trouble. And, and, and culture sometimes. And this is the thing, like, you, yeah. you, you would tell us, look, I remember after that, you said, look, you know, because you're in, in Pakistan, you know, just pray your, 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 you know, if you combine in, just pray it alone. Yeah. Because we don't want to cause friction. Yes, absolutely. This is a part of wisdom, right? 100%. It's, it's, it's to yeah. be tolerant yeah. towards other... Yeah. Other people's and you, views. You acknowledge you, the difference. Yeah, is the, don't get like into this. people's faces. Yeah, yeah. When you go to someone's uh, region yeah. or even someone else's place of worship, mm. okay, don't face your, sorry, don't force your way yeah. in, in into their yeah. faces. No, okay, just just be tolerant. I mean, people are doing their own thing. You do your own thing. Yeah. Don't, you know. Sometimes what happens is. A lot of our youngsters, because they're mm. so enthusiastic, they're new in mm. Islam, yeah. they want to force everyone to accept their mm. version of Islam, which doesn't happen in the real world. Yeah. So we have to really learn. Uh, in, in, in reality, it pushes people away. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. And we have many examples, unfortunately, mm. nowadays, where people, you know, they, they are born into Islam, they hardly start walking, and they start giving verdicts, mm -hmm. you know, on, on very delicate, intricate Islamic uh, matters. Mm. They shouldn't be doing that. Mm. You know, I'm yeah. sure you had discussions on this yeah, very yeah. recently with brothers. Yeah. And uh, I agree with that 100%. Yeah. People should know their limits. I think when you lack yeah. knowledge, you, you just yeah. think that there's one opinion for everything. Yes. But when you travel, when you meet different sheikhs, when you yes. see that the, there's many different opinions that are valid opinions. Yes. You know, it might not necessarily be the most yeah. uh, close. And we're not talking about Ba'til opinions. Yeah. We're not talking exactly. about uh, not every Not every yeah. opinion is, yeah. is acceptable, yeah. but we're talking yeah. about there's a certain scope yeah. which, you know, you can you, that, that it's allowed. And, and like you say, you have to be flexible with that. Yes. You can't just, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, Jazakallah Khair. I think we're, you know. Love you, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Assalamu alaikum. Thank you for listening to the Young Smirks podcast with me, John Fontaine. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube and all the other outlets. Like and subscribe and leave a comment. And also, please support us on the donation link below so that we can continue to give you quality podcasts. Thank you very much. Jazakallah khair. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh.